We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. not just the worst luck for fantasy people like we wait for like three years for one of these guys Crabtree or Cooper to get banged up and sit out so the other guy can prosper in a good matchup and then they both end up they're going to both end up missing the game together and it's going to leave uh, Derek Carr with like no weapons at all so what's going on welcome back to the DFS OG's podcast talking everything week 13 taking a look back at week 12 at Thanksgiving We'll do it all here in the pod for this week. I am Chris Beermakers fan Prince, joined as always by my co-hosts, my partners in crime. A lot of daily fantasy years of experience rolled into one here. Probably 20 plus years. Chop, notorious. How are boys doing? Chop, we'll start with you. How was your Thanksgiving? How was week 12? Uh, just give us a synopsis of last week before we move ahead. Thanksgiving was... It was what it is. It was fine. I mean, it's over with. So I'm a little, once everybody clears out, I, I'm, I'm a little bit more relaxed and I feel better about it. But it's over with. It was good. Uh, the the weekend football was okay. The Thanksgiving Day slate was really good. Uh, the, the Sunday was very average. But, you know, it is what it is. We're winding down now. So uh, hopefully we strike some gold here pretty soon. Yeah, not many weeks left. So you got everybody out of the house nice and early, Chop, right? Thanksgiving. Well, man, you know, I, actually, a, a lot of people could kind of sense the uh, me kind of <laughs> walking around, like giving them the eye, like get out of here. Time so, so they uh, they got they got the hint. They most people got out pretty early. We had some some stragglers come in really late and 
the food was already put up, so they didn't last very long. They they caught the drift real quick, but and then they got out. But uh, otherwise, yeah, it was it was pretty timely exiting from everybody. Nice, same here. A house full of people and get them out. I'm with you. Don't overstay the all welcome. You're welcome, and then it's time to go. You got to go, Derek. How was Thanksgiving? How was Week Twelve, brother? My Thanksgiving went just about as good as uh, my week 12. Started out really good. Uh, I was all pumped to eat some food and then uh, just started throwing up. Uh, Didn't even get to eat Thanksgiving. Yeah, I had a stomach bug for like 24 hours. And uh, yeah, similar to my Sunday, had Julio Jones, was loving it. And then, uh, yeah, just all downhill from there. So feeling better now, though, right? Yeah, feeling better now. The wife caught it the next day, so she was throwing up the next day. So just hoping the little man doesn't get it. Um, And we'll be good to go. All right, let's uh, let's start with our poor one out for week twelve. This is where we talk about guys that you know maybe we had a good lineup, or whatnot. Maybe we had them across a lot of our lineups uh, that tore them up. We pour one out for who, Derek? Let's start with you. Pour one out for week twelve before we move on to week thirteen. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kareem Hunt. Just couldn't get anything going against the worst run defense in the NFL. Uh, I don't know what's happened to the Chiefs, but it's been ugly. And uh, yeah, he just killed all of my good lineups. Yep, I can second that one. I'll pour one out for him as well. Chop, who's your pour one out for week 12? Well, there's two candidates. One one of them I was pretty sure one of you guys would take, so I'll take the other one. For me, that was this was the first weekend I've really been really in on Mark Ingram, and boy, did he disappoint me. Man, I did. I built three lineups, and one of them I had, I had a, a pretty good line. I had the nuts, man, and then I had the Mark Ingram – uh, Doug Baldwin combination in the afternoon, and that just crushed me, man. I was I was sitting pretty, but I'll pour one out for Mark Ingram. There's another obvious candidate, but I think I think Beer, I think you're going to take him. I don't know. I had a lot of choice. Kareem Hunt was the biggest one for me. I'm going to go with Marcus Mariota as my pour one out. I just love this spot for him at Indy on that fast track. Thought this was a spot where Tennessee could really get it going offensively, and just too many turnovers, two interceptions, didn't do anything on the ground, just. Does not look like a good quarterback right now. So, guy, it's going to be tough to pull the trigger on Marcus Mariota for me. I tore up a lot of my lineups. My pour one out for week 12. Chop, did I hit your guy or you want to throw one more? A little bonus. You did, you did not hit him. I figured one of you guys would for sure mention Devontae Booker and his five-point performance oh. there, man. But uh... <laughs> I avoided him, so that didn't affect <laughs> me as much. I that, know a lot of people that were Yeah, that touchdown overturn just killed me. All right, well, let's move on past Thanksgiving, past week 12. We got week 13, no more bye weeks, no more separating the games out. So we have 16 games to get through. We'll start with the Thursday game, jump into that main slate, and then we'll hit on those primetime games at the end. So we'll try to fly through this, keep it around an hour. Appreciate you guys joining us as always. All right, boys, Washington-Dallas Thursday night. Interesting game football-wise. We always talk about how do we want to attack this slate. Do you want to load up in this game? Do you want to play Thursday? Do you want to fade this game? Derek, let's get started with you. Redskins, Cowboys, what do you got? I think I'm going to wait until Sunday to join leagues. Uh, but breaking this game down, I don't really love uh, P. Ryan. I know he had the big game on Thanksgiving. He's going to be popular, but I would only use him if I was playing the you know Monday, Thursday, or yeah, the Monday, Thursday slate uh, that's carried over that started last night. Um, but I do like the passing game. For Washington, we know the Cowboys were shredded by uh, the Chargers, Phillip Rivers and company the other week. Cousins is in play for me, and uh, it doesn't look like Jordan Reed's going to play, so I don't mind going to Doxson, Crowder, or even Vernon Davis. I think it's a nice bounce-back spot for him. He ended up playing 91% of the snaps, didn't have a good game, and burned a lot of lineups, but uh, I think we can go right back to him, hopefully lower ownership uh, than last week. 
Then for the Cowboys side, uh, Alfred Morris revenge game, I'm a little bit interested there, but Rod Smith has been out snapping him. And he's actually a little bit cheaper on DraftKings. Uh, for me, it's just going to depend on whether the Cowboys can control uh, this game or not. If they do, I think it's going to be an Alfred Morris game. If not, they'll probably turn to uh, Rod Smith. I think they're both interesting, but not really plays that I'm looking at in the full 16-game slate. And then, uh, yeah, Dak just hasn't been able to get anything going. It's a decent matchup, uh, but we know the Redskins have some good corners on the outside. So not really looking too much at Des Bryant um, or any of his receivers. I think uh, it's going to be the running game for me on Dallas. Yeah, Big Vern with the bagel last week. That could have been a poor one out, too. That that stung a little bit on Thanksgiving. Not the nightcap I was looking for uh, out of Big Vern. So, Chop, Washington, Dallas, pretty close spread here. Total right around 44. So, how are you attacking it? You playing Thursday and avoiding this game, and he plays it stand out, and he fades. Uh, just break down this Thursday night game and how you're playing it. I am not playing this, this game. I don't want to get caught up in these 16 games and this being one of them. Uh, if I did, I would definitely – I'd be fading P. Ryan. I think he's due to, to fall back a little bit in this game. Uh, I don't want to mess with Crowder there. The real appealing option for me would be Dotson, even though he hasn't done anything. It's just still a game he could he can do, he can do some damage. Vernon Davis, not bad either. But the big, the big thing here would be fade P. Ryan. And on the other side, man, I'd be loading up on Alfred Morris in this game. Uh, the Dallas running game has had – a lot of success against Washington defense the past couple of years. I know it's been Ezekiel Elliott, but the main the main factor there is the offensive line. You know, Alfred Morris and Dak Prescott, for that matter, haven't had a healthy offensive line since Elliott went out. You know, it's either been one guy or another that's been out. And last week it was uh, Zach Martin, one of the better guards in the game, who left the game early. Couldn't get it going with Morris. Well, they're sounding like everybody's going to be back and healthy this week. And if that's the case... I really do think they pound it out. I think he has a big 100-yard game, gets in the end zone. Uh, he's the guy, Alfred Morris is the guy I would be leaning on, and and I wouldn't probably wouldn't even touch the passing game for Dallas at all. I think this is a big Morris week. Yeah, I like that call. I'll probably play the Thursday slate, but avoid this game. Nothing really jumps out as a must-play. we got a lot of choices, a lot of games here to break down. So I think it's a good fade spot, some decent spots. like that Washington passing game, like the Morris call, but, again, no must-plays. All right. Let's move on to the main slate. First game. So it should be good shot. Minnesota and Atlanta, two teams right there at the top of the NFC. Minnesota coming off their big win in Detroit. Atlanta, we waited for the explosion spot from Julio Jones. We finally got it. 50-some DraftKings points last week. Now he gets Xavier Rhodes, who struggled with Marvin Jones on Thanksgiving. Where's your interest level on Julio Jones? Is this a fade for you? Do you go back to the well? Because his price got juiced up. Tevin Coleman's price is up. And what's one of the higher totals? On the board, we got a lot of low totals we're going to get to, a 47 here in Atlanta. So where is your interest level in the Falcons and how the Vikings going to Minnesota or going to Atlanta and get it done, Chop? Yeah, I'm such a donkey, man. I play Julio Jones like every week. I'm all, I just, I'm all, I'm always in on Julio Jones. And this week I, I had, I had him on one little measly team out of three. Uh, and it's because I went into the week with this preconceived notion in my head that I wanted to pay up at running back. So I was all over Mark Ingram and Kareem Hunt, and it just didn't leave any room for Julio Jones. And that's a that's probably a, that was that's a huge mistake to make. You know, you never go into a, a slate with a, things you you know you feel like you have to do. You let the salaries and the matchups dictate it, and I didn't do that, so I paid for it. And this week, uh, people will be off of him, and the price is up there, and that's one of the reasons. The matchup is bad, so that's another reason. But 
hey, we just saw Xavier Rhodes get get his stuff handed to him by Marvin Jones Jr. there on uh on Thanksgiving Day. So Julio Jones, there's not a man alive that can cover Julio Jones one on one. I would absolutely be all over this matchup in GPPs. I probably don't want to pay this price in cash games, uh, but I'd be all over Julio in uh in GPPs. Whether Freeman's back or not, I probably don't want to mess with this running game for Atlanta. Minnesota's really stingy in, in the run defense. Um, I think it's a Julio Jones on that side, and that's about it. This is a really good Minnesota defense on the other side. Yeah, I think and eventually one of these days, Diggs is going to break out and, and just absolutely smoke Thielen while everybody's on Thielen and nobody's on Diggs. And so I'm going to keep playing it until it happens because I know he's a just as good of a receiver as Thielen. I think he's been beat up and and the price is such differ, a differential now that I think it makes sense to go with Diggs. So I'm, I'm, I'm in on Diggs this weekend instead of Thielen, and that's my main focus on Minnesota. Yeah, I love that discount on him. 6,200, look at Thielen, he's up there at 75. So I'm with you. You know, Diggs is one of those guys who has those huge games just waiting. This could be a, an explosion spot for him as well. So I like that call. Derek, Vikings, Falcons, what do you got? Yeah, on the Vikings side of the ball, really like the passing game here. Uh, Atlanta – Lost two cornerbacks last week, Desmond Trufant and Brian Poole. They both left the game and didn't come back. Uh, so keep an eye on their status throughout the week. Uh, if they're both out, they're going to be really thin at corner. So that's great news for Thielen and Diggs. I think you'd look at both of them. Keenum's a little expensive at 6K, but, uh, you know, he's a gunslinger. He likes to move the ball downfield. And, uh, you know, he showed last week he can run a little bit too. So I don't hate to play at 6K on DraftKings. Uh, I think McKinnon's my favorite of the two running backs, but that looks like a time split for now. So I think I'm going to be avoiding both of them. Uh, Murray's actually looked pretty good the last couple weeks. Rudolph's always a guy that seems to go under-owned. Don't mind him. Uh, Price is getting up there a little bit. But the Falcons' best way to beat him has been over the middle through the passing game this season. Then on the Atlanta side, I agree with Chav. I think I'm going to be avoiding the running game. Tough matchup, and I do expect Freeman to be back. Uh, he practiced a bit last week and uh, you know didn't play, but I think he's going to be back in the lineup this week. Not so sure about Julio Jones. Played a ton of him last week. Um, but, yeah, tough matchup against Xavier Rhodes. I mean, he can win pretty much any one-on-one matchup. But I am a little bit worried, especially if Freeman's going to be back. Um, for me, I'm probably just going to be avoiding most of the Falcons' offense, maybe take a shot or two on Muhammad Sanu. All right, let's move on to the next game. I think we can save some time here, unless you guys are seeing something I'm not seeing. Lions, Ravens. I mean, if you watch that game last night, it was tough to watch. The best play was the punter throwing a pass, in my opinion. So, And you got a Lions team didn't play very well on Thanksgiving. I don't, I don't think that game was as close as the score indicates. Felt like Minnesota dominated that, that game start to finish. So, Derek, Lions going to Baltimore. 40-point total here. Any plays here for Daily Fantasy in this one? Uh, yeah, I'm not really looking to target anyone in this one. We got the three-headed backfield in Baltimore. You know, I want to play Danny Woodhead, but he just isn't seeing that many snaps. Uh, he did have four receptions last game. But, uh, you know, Alex Collins is going to be the the primary primary running back in that offense. So, unless they fall behind, I don't really expect a big game from Woodhead. And I'm off of the rest of their passing game. Uh, and then on Detroit side, going on the road against a tough defense, there's just nothing to like. I'm going to be avoiding everyone on uh, Detroit. All right, Chop, any more excitement for this game for you? Ravens, Lions, what do you got? No excitement, but I would say <laughs> I would say the Seattle Seahawks could probably use their third and wrong on this one, and they were third and wrong on getting rid of Alex Collins considering they don't have a running back that can stay healthy or stop eating the McDonald's buffets, man, you know. 
Like, and they, and they cut one in Alex Collins that's actually a pretty decent young running back that has some talent, and they could really use him right now. And so I think they were wrong on that one. But as far as fantasy plays in this game, man, this is, might be the most unappealing game I've seen all year long. Baltimore looks looks atrocious on offense these days, and I couldn't touch it. Yeah, I agree. Not many plays here. Not any, actually. The defenses might be in play, but I don't even think you need to go there. All right, let's go on, Chop. New England and Buffalo. And if you didn't know, a little homecoming narrative here for Mr. Rob Gronkowski. Grew up in the Buffalo area, and it's shown. Last six games in Buffalo. Five for 109 and a touchdown. Seven for 113 and a touchdown. Seven for 94. Five for 104 and a touchdown. Seven for 109 and two. Four for 54 and two. Rob Gronkowski, to me, is going to be a guy that I want to spend up on. Hasn't had a massive, had a big game last week, but it's kind of struggling there. So are you worried about the ownership? You like this narrative here? Buffalo actually plants pretty good football. Went into Kansas City and pulled one off. Patriots, big favorites on the road. How interested are you in the narrative, the Patriots, and what do the Bills do to try to pull the upset here against the Patriots? Uh, pretty interested in, in this narrative. Uh, Tom Brady and, and Rob Gronkowski have had some really stellar numbers against Buffalo in the past few years. So I think you turn back to it. I don't see any reason why. I mean, it's expensive. You don't usually want to pay that much for a tight end, but it's a perfect play in cash game. I mean, in tournaments. So I would definitely do that. I mean, the guy who's catching my eye is, is Deion Lewis, man. He looks sharp. He looks strong, looks good. Last week he missed out. He got his hundred yards and missed out on a touchdown by uh, one measly cutback down at the five-yard line had a one-on-one, could have had a touchdown and would have set everything off. Maybe it would have set off a bunch of bells uh, for a bunch of people, you know, suggesting him this week. Otherwise, now I think he kind of flies under the radar without that touchdown. So maybe that's good for us. But this is a great matchup for him. Uh, I think I'm going to use quite a bit of Deion Lewis in this game uh, for New England. And, of course, you could go the Brady and Gronkowski route too. But I think Deion Lewis is my preferred option. Uh, Buffalo, I'm not interested in Buffalo. I know uh, LaShawn McCoy could probably have pieced together a good game, but, you know, it's a pretty hefty price tag. And this passing game for Buffalo is just terrible. I don't want to – I'm not taking Zay Jones. I know he's the flavor of the week, but I'm not going that route. It would be LaShawn McCoy or bust, and I don't really have a ton of interest in McCoy. All right, Derek, Patriots, Bills, got a lot. I agree with chopping at Dean Lewis call, only 5,500 on DraftKings, so great price there. Uh, Gronk, Brady, obviously always play well in this matchup. What do you got, Patriots and Bills? Yes, completely agree on Deion Lewis. Uh, you know, played a lot of snaps last week. Had the big running game. Had two touchdowns stolen, uh, vultured by Rex Burkhead. Don't expect that to happen moving forward. And uh, you know, if we throw out last week's game against the Chiefs, the Bills have had the worst run defense in the NFL uh, since trading away. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. 
Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at WoodhouseMazda.com. Marcel Darius. So I love Lewis. I think, uh, you know, the fact that he didn't score last week should keep his ownership reasonable, like you guys mentioned. Uh, love the Gronkowski call. I was going to say those same numbers, uh, beer, so I don't have to read those off. Uh, great numbers against Buffalo in his career. And, uh, yeah, if I'm going with Brady, I think this is going to be a week where I get off of Cooks. He's had two big games in a row. I think the ownership's going to be high. I'd probably rather play Gronkowski. So, yeah, for me, it's Lewis, Brady, and Gronk. And then uh, on the Bills side, not a ton to love here. You know, the Patriots have one of those bend but don't break defenses. They haven't allowed more than 17 points in a game since week four, which is pretty crazy. Um, but I don't mind Tyrod Taylor if you need a cheap quarterback. We know the you can move the ball against the Patriots. So if he, he finds a way to get a couple touchdowns, I think uh, the, the floor is certainly there. Uh, but I'm not going to go to McCoy. I don't think it's uh, the best spot for him. All right, let's go to another game. Not very exciting here, in my opinion. And maybe you get a little Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll see on that. But San Francisco traveling to Chicago. Derek, another pretty low total here. Two teams it's really hard to get excited about. You know, Maybe Jordan Howard at home is a favorite. That's when we like to target him. So a little bit of interest there. But all in all, this is not one of the better games on the slate. Agree or disagree? Yeah, definitely agree. Don't really want uh... – parts of either of these offenses i hope that garoppolo gets a start i want to see him play uh looked good in his very limited time last week um carlos hyde is at least somewhat interesting i mean he's just getting a ton of targets he had a couple drops last week but i believe i believe he had 10 or more targets um so if they just continue to dump the ball off to him i think he's going to be fine at 5900 for the bears side i just can't play jordan howard on a full ppr site he just doesn't catch any balls uh we tried this a couple weeks ago when he was a home favorite and then uh the bears ended up losing that game so howard uh you know didn't get as many carries as we were hoping for so i'm gonna pass on howard and uh the bears offense as a whole all right chop 49ers bears what do you got I mean, for the 49ers, it's all going to hinge on who's the starting quarterback. If it's Beathard, I don't, I don't really want any of these guys. If it's Garoppolo, then I think I could take a chance on uh, maybe one of those receivers and hope that he's in tune with one of them. He has a favorite and, and hope you guess right. But that's about – for Chicago, I think Jordan Howard's in play for sure. Uh, I mean, you got to have – I think you, you, you got to have something here against San Francisco. San Francisco's a bad defense, so – if you're not going Jordan Howard, I think a tournament flyer is, again, Dontrell Inman. I, I think I mentioned him last week, but the guys, since that trade, he's the most targeted wide receiver for Chicago. He's the go-to guy for Trubisky or <laughs> Trubisky, whatever his name is. He's the guy, right? He's the only guy he's throwing to, So, and he's the best. He's got the most talent. So I don't, I don't mind Dontrell Inman, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a pretty boring game otherwise. Yeah, Inman getting a ton of targets, 8, 5, and 9 in the last couple games. So still pretty cheap, 3,900. Howard, Derek, I agree, probably more in play on a Fanduel. We're not worried about the PPR, 7,500 over there. So uh, pretty expensive. I'm interested. I don't know that I'd call it a must play. And, again, it's only Tuesday, so it's it's an early look for us. But uh, Howard does have some appeal in this matchup. All right, next game, Chop Tampa Bay and Green Bay. No spread on this game, I think we're waiting on Jameis Winston, whether he plays or not. So kind of attack it from both sides. You know, if he doesn't play, if he does play, what's your interest level? And give it up for my boy Brett Hundley. Actually got it going. And he's my third and wrong here. I kind of wrote him off. And I know a lot of it was blown coverages. Uh, that one to Randall Cobb, obviously wide open, but showed a little bit more moxie, a little bit more confidence in that game. So I was wrong. I wrote him off. I was done with him. 
Do we dare go to that well here at home against Tampa Bay? Yeah, I think he can. I don't. I don't see why not. It's a. It's a good matchup for him. He he did look a lot better last week, so uh, I give him. You know what? I'll use my third and wrong here too. Jamal Williams. I didn't. I didn't think he had it. Yeah. I didn't think he had it in him to be that good of an NFL back, at least just for, even for one game. But he looked exceptional here against Pittsburgh, a team I didn't think that Green Bay was going to be able to move the ball on too much. So he looked good. Huntley looked good. Uh, the biggest takeaway for me is that Devontae Adams is the real the real thing here, man. He's the number one wide receiver in this offense. He's definitely replaced Jordy Nelson. Uh, even with the bad quarterback play in recent weeks, Devontae Adams has looked good, so I firmly expect Adams to be a very good wide receiver this week in fantasy against this Tampa Bay team. So I'm all in on Adams. And uh, on the flip side, Tampa Bay, I think uh, – whether it's Winston or Fitzpatrick, I don't think it matters to me. I think all the usual suspects are in play. Mike Evans, good player. Deshaun Jackson, you're lucky. Hope hope, hope you catch a bomb here. Uh, and then your Braid Howard is a toss-up as to which one's going to have a decent game. So um, I'm more interested in Green Bay here at home. I, I, there's a major advantage with their home field here. So I, I, I'm really liking some Devontae Adams this week. Yeah, he's definitely ascended as a guy, and it shows in the pricing. 6,500, Jordy Nelson, all the way down to 4,400, but just has not been doing anything. Now, it's a good matchup, Derek. Tampa Bay, 30th in DVOA against the pass. We maybe see Jordy get going. You agree with Chop. It's all Devontae Adams. Tampa Bay side, I love those receivers. You know, Evans, Deshaun Jackson, seeing a ton of targets. It's only a matter of time before he breaks one of those patented big games that he's been pro- been known to do over the years. I think this could be a spot. So, more interested with Winston, but Deshaun Jackson, nice and cheap at 4700 So, Derek, Packers, Buccaneers, what do you got? Yeah, beer. I was cheering for your Packers on Sunday night. Uh, you know, the game was tied late in the game. They ran that little screenplay to the running back and uh, went out of bounds. Oh, man, if he would have just stayed in bounds, it could have went to overtime. Uh, so close. So close. Yeah. I didn't expect them to hang at all. So, I, I was glad to see them uh, at least play well. Yeah, yeah. I just want to see Rodgers come back, so I was hoping they were going to win. Um but yeah, Jamal Williams looked great, and uh, 4,700 on DraftKings. If Ty Montgomery doesn't go, I think you just lock and load him in both cash games and tournaments. We know that you can beat the Bucks any way you want, on the ground or through the air. Uh, the Falcons kind of showed us that last week. Hundley's really cheap. You know, his price didn't uh, jump up after his big game because the salaries were already out. So I don't mind him. Um, probably not going to go all in on him like we did earlier uh, when he first started. But I do like the Devonta Adams call. He's clearly the number one uh, wide receiver with Humley at the helm. So I like those three guys for the Packers. I do think they can put up a lot of points against the Bucks. And then, uh, you know, if Winston's active, I love Mike Evans. Even if it fit, fits, I think Mike Evans is fine. Depressed uh, price point and a great matchup against the Packers, beatable secondary. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be having a ton of Mike Evans shares this week. All right, next game for us, Indianapolis traveling to Jacksonville. Jacksonville, big favorites here, as we'd expect, right around nine and a half, ten point favorites. Indy, got to go on the road, Derek. This is a tough spot against the best defense in the league. So it's a stay away for me. I know you can attack them with, with tight ends. Some people might be interested uh, in a Jack Doyle. Price is up on him, though, at 5,200. So I think the Colts will stay away from me. Jacksonville, we're going to see Leonard Fournette get it going again. You know, it's, it's only a matter of time, in my opinion. He gets so much work, but kind of disappeared in that game against Arizona. So as our resident Jags expert, <laughs> how do they take apart this Colts team? Yeah, for the Colts side, yeah, they just couldn't get anything going last week against the Titans. Brissett, Hilton, Doyle were all pretty uh, 
pretty disappointing. Doyle had a decent game uh, yardage-wise. He's really the only guy I would look at here. Jags have been better against tight ends in recent weeks, but uh, if you need to target somebody on the Colts in a 16-game slate for some reason, uh, Doyle would be my guy. On the Jags side, I do think this is a nice uh, four-net bounce-back spot. Only played 48% of the snaps last week, but they were playing from behind. TJ Yeldon's pretty much taken over as the pass catching back and uh, Chris Ivory, he, I think he had one snap and he fumbled. So I don't think he's going to be, you know, in the rotation anymore moving forward. We know that you just target uh, Fournette and the Jags D when they're big favorites, especially at home. So uh, yeah, I'll be looking at them. I like DD Westbrook. Uh, his snap rate went up from 44% in his debut to 70% against the Cardinals had 10 targets and he's only 4,100 on DraftKings. So I'll have uh, I'll have a lot of Westbrook and I'll have a lot of Fournette with the Jags D. Yeah, I like that Westbrook call. I mean, we know the Colts give up a ton of production on those deep throws. So even Keelan Cole saw seven targets, uh, both those guys with speed to burn. So it's going to depend on Alan Hearns. I don't, I don't think he goes in this one, but those Jags receivers are interesting here as well, even with Blake Bortles at the helm. Chop, Colts, Jaguars. Indianapolis, uh, scratch them off the list. They make, they make yep. it nice and easy this week. I don't want any part of that. For Jacksonville, I do like Leonard Fournette. Sure, why not? Would never play Blake, Blake Bortles ever in my life again. I'm never going to play him, so that's not even a question. Oh, come on, man. Can't do it, You're man. writing him off completely. Can't do it. And in fact, you know, have you, have you guys, do you guys watch that uh, DFS weekly roundup show on Saturday with the Siege and, and, and Alex Dunlap? That's a, I, I catch it when I can. It's a pretty good show. So I got one yeah. that I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're going to put on this week here. That I'm about to break it down for them. People are actually going to play D.D. Westbrook this week when Marquis Lee is only 1,100 more on DraftKings. I think that's a colossal mistake. If I was going to go with a wide receiver in this game for Jacksonville, easily it would be Marquis Lee. I don't even think it's a question mark, and I'll gladly sit back and, and watch people burn their lineups with D.D. Westbrook this week. Oh, chop bringing the heat, man. Cash game play, Marquise Lee? I'm, particularly, I don't like the, the passing game for Jacksonville at all, but if I did if I did it in GPPs, it would be Marquise Lee. All right. Alex Siege, there you go. That's got a hot take for you, all wrapped up and delivered by Chop. So I know Dunlop really likes the Westbrook kid, but and I saw I saw him at Oklahoma too. He's got talent, but man, he's not he's not on, he's not with Marquise Lee just yet. He's not on that level. All right, bringing the heat. Let's move on to the next game. Maybe the most unappealing game on the slate, guys, to be honest. I thought maybe it was Detroit and Baltimore, but Denver and Miami chopped. 38-point total here. Denver, one-point favorites on the road. Anything here. We saw Simeon come in and play okay, but a lot of garbage time there. It's Miami team. I think we all wrote them off a few weeks ago, so... Any nuggets, any fantasy goodness here, Broncos, Dolphins? Yeah, I think so. I, I, for, first of all, I think for Miami, maybe, maybe you can extract some value on, on Kenyon Drake, considering he's going to be the only real running back healthy for Miami this week, probably. Maybe that, maybe you can pay that off. I hate, I hate the matchup and, and the offense around him, but you know, sometimes you can, you can do that. If a guy you know is going to get all the workload, sometimes it pays off. So Kenyon Drake is on the table. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with the passing game here for Miami. I don't think that's a good proposition. On the other side, I actually do have some interest in uh, Demarius Thomas. Uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders still a little bit banged up, so I don't want to go that route. But yeah, I think we're going to uh, reinsert Trevor Simeon now into the starting lineup, and I think that's a good thing for uh, Demarius Thomas this week. Maybe that's uh, that gets him going. And wow, well, you know, 
I might go back to the Devontae Booker well one more time. I'm not. It's such a juicy matchup. If it wasn't a good matchup, <laughs> if it wasn't a good matchup, I'd pass on him. But, you know, he was, you know, a knee down at the one-yard line away from, from having a touchdown last week. He didn't quite get the workload that I wanted, but well, this is such a good matchup and still a good price. I may be able to go back there, but I'm looking at Demarius Thomas here. And um, his his name may be mentioned later in the, in the show when it comes to one of the other segments too. So just keep that in mind. All right. Love that price. No doubt. 5,300 is a cheap price on him. So uh, Derek Chop has a lot more interest in this game than I do. Where do you fall in Broncos and Dolphins? Yeah. For a game with such a low total, I have uh, more interest than most probably will as well. I do think you can go back to the Broncos running game. Uh, Miami's really been struggling against the run, and they lost, uh, you know, their defensive end William Hayes out for the season. So that's not going to help their running game or their run defense. Devonta Booker did lead the the backfield in snaps last week, and like John mentioned, was just so close to scoring that touchdown. I think everyone's going to hop off him after being burned. So I can go back there in tournaments. Uh, I do like the Demarius Thomas call. I think he's really cheap with Semyon uh, Lisa decent quarterback at the helm i think uh, we can go back to thomas on the other side of the ball like the Tr- Kenyon drake call uh you know he should see a full workload we know he can catch the ball not a great matchup but he does have 10 catches in his last four games should see you know 60 to 70 percent of the snaps uh maybe even more if they can't find anybody else to put back there uh we'll be avoiding the rest of their uh offense but yeah, i think it's a good week to pay down at running back uh we could have jamal williams in a great spot Kenny drake in a good spot so, uh, you know, it could be a good week to pay up at wide receiver and, uh, you know, save some value at running back. Yeah, Drake under 5K. So we know you can catch the ball, get that PPR upside on DraftKings. So that one, some interest. Let's move on, Derek. Kansas City and the Jets. And the big question here, what the hell do we do with Kareem Hunt? It's week after week after week. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Do we go back to the well? Do we avoid him? You know, it's the Jets. You would think you'd be able to get some things done. He's under 7,000 in this matchup. So I think that's the big question on a lot of people's minds. What do I do with Kareem Hunt? So your take on Kareem Hunt this week at New York. Oh, man, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. I've been wrong on Hunt all year. Uh, Fading him in his, in his first three games, just waiting for that, uh, you know, touchdown regression to happen. And then uh, it did happen. I was, So I finally got on him. And, yeah, just two dream matchups in a row against the Giants and Bills. Just got nothing going. I mean, I still think he's talented. I still think the upside's there, but this offense as a whole just hasn't been able to do anything. Uh, if they're playing from ahead, I think it's a decent spot for him. I don't know if I can go back there, especially in cash games, but I'll probably end up having some tournament shares just because, uh, you know, I do think everyone's down on him. I think ownership's low. We know the upside's there, so I'll probably have a little bit in tournaments, but definitely not a core play for me. Uh, same goes for the passing game. Alex Smith just looks like garbage. You know, everybody's wanting them to go to their, uh, you know, rookie quarterback, but it sounds like Smith's going to draw another start. Not too interested in Travis Kelsey. Jets have been really tough against uh, tight ends this season. Tyreek Hill does have good road splits if you want to take that route. Um, you know, and Jets have struggled against receivers if you want to look at him in tournaments. For the Jets side, not really anything that I love here. Robbie Anderson's played really well, and uh, we know the Chiefs have struggled against the pass, but 6,300 just feels like a lot for me. Um, I'd probably rather go the ASJ route if I'm going to play anybody from the Jets. All right, Chop, Kareem Hunt, what the hell are we doing with this guy? I mean, I think a lot of people are done with it. He could be low-owned. He's intriguing in that sense, but do we want to bang our head against the wall another week here against the Jets? Well, now, as opposed to those juicy matchups he had the last couple of weeks, now he's on the road. 
facing a, the Jets team, who's who's not terrible. Yeah, I would imagine that nobody's going to play him, and this is going to be the week he goes off for another 150 yards and two touchdowns because uh, that's just the way it usually works in DFS, man. You know, they, the guys like this strike when you least expect it. So I'm probably not going to go back there, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see, him, to see him come through. I don't know. I really don't know what's going on. I mean, uh, he's losing a few snaps to, to Sharkandrick West, and but uh, – you know, the performance itself. I've never seen an offense go from uh, this good to this bad with no major injuries at all. And in, in, in season like this, I mean, they were super good at first and, and now they're, now they're terrible Kansas city. That is. So I would stick with uh, Kelsey, uh, maybe Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, I think has a chance to burn this team. It just takes one play with that guy to pay off a salary. So I think that's a good route. Uh, Kansas City weak defense. I think Jermaine Curse on the opposite side of Robbie Anderson is is the guy I would want to turn to this week for the New York Jets. All right, next game, Chop. We got Texans Titans. Uh, another game, not a ton to get excited about here. Another low total at forty two. Titans about a seven point favorite at home. So Marcus Mariota. I mentioned him uh, in my pour one out. We go back to him here against this Houston defense, or was it an avoid situation uh, on Mariota? And what do we do with these Tennessee receivers? A lot of talent there. Can they get it going against Houston at home? Yeah, I think you got. I think I'm going to go back to Mariota. I don't, I don't, I don't understand uh, what's happened to him this year either. He's looked really good at times in his career, and then this last stretch of games, he's looked really bad. But I can't think that that's going to hold up forever. I think he's a better player than that, so it's a good matchup. I would go back to Mariota. Uh, the backfield is a mess. They split the carries, and neither one of them are, you know, getting enough work right now to to really make an impact. So I don't want to go there. And I guess everything would hinge on Rashard Matthews coming back this week or not. If he's back, I'd pair him with Mariota. If not, then, you know, I, I would probably go under the radar here and go Eric Decker as my pairing with Mariota. Corey Davis is good. He's young. He's athletic. He's a better receiver, but he hasn't been that good this year. He's just flat out uh, – He's made some spectacular plays, but he's just – consistency's not there. So, I, I think Eric Decker and, and Delaney Walker is always a threat, but I want a, re- a receiver against Houston, not necessarily a tight end. And on the on the other side there, let's give it up to Tom Savage. He actually looked decent last game against Baltimore. Not I mean, bad. I didn't think he had it in him to look decent. I thought he was going to look terrible forever, but he, he kind of turned it around there and did pretty well. The one thing that is the consistent here is the DeAndre Hopkins just thrives no matter what, right? It's just pretty spectacular what he does. So Hopkins in play at 7.3 can do, I mean, he'll catch another eight or nine passes because he'll get another 16 targets this game. So I think he's the guy you want to turn to and nothing else on that offense. Yeah, he looks unstoppable. You know, it didn't matter what they did, double teams. I mean, he just found a way to get open, make catches. So uh, I agree. Hopkins, uh, a, a great play this week. We know the work will be there in Tennessee. We'll see. I have interest in going back to that offense. We'll see what happens with Rashard Matthews, but uh, should be a good spot at home against Houston. Derek, your turn, Tennessee and Houston. What do you got? Absolutely love DeAndre Hopkins this week. 35% market share this season, and he has at least 70 receiving yards and or a touchdown in every single game. So he basically has a floor of 13 to 14 fantasy points with a ceiling, you know, as high as anybody. Uh, I'll be using him, a ton of him this week. No interest in anyone else on the Texans. For the Titans, yeah, I watched pretty much that whole game last week, and you know they're extremely frustrating. They just continue to force the running game. Uh, at one point, they had 12 carries for negative three yards, and they just kept running the ball every single time on first and second down. 
it's really hard for Mariota to get anything going when, uh, you know, he's just faced with third and long. Uh, I like Delaney Walker here, though. Uh, the Texans actually allow the most uh, attempts to tight ends uh, in the NFL, so I think uh, it's a good spot for him. Still has some positive touchdown regression coming. He's only had one touchdown all year, despite seven red zone targets. Um, so I like Delaney quite a bit. And then uh, don't mind Rashard Matthews if he's active. Don't mind Corey Davis if uh, Matthews ends up being out. Just for the running backs, you know, I'd like I'd love to target Derrick Henry, but until you know we actually see him get more work than Murray, he just can't do it. Man, Murray looks old. God, he he looks like stick a fork in him. Like he he's hardly even moving out there. So we'll see. Maybe an injury happens, we get some Derrick Henry, but they're just gonna be stubborn, you know, with their exotic smash mouth, they like to call it. Uh they're gonna continue to use both of these guys. So more interested in the passing game right now for Tennessee. Then the run game. All right, next game, Derek Cleveland going to L.A. to play the Chargers, 14-point underdogs. The big story here, Josh Gordon making his return. Haven't seen him in forever. Any interest in him? 4,100 on DraftKings. Corey Coleman's been great. Last couple games, he's 4,300. But we know this Chargers team very good against the pass. So is Gordon a donkey play, as some would say? Is he a sucker play? Do you have interest? A hit on that. And then the Chargers. Seemingly should be able to do whatever they want here. So key pieces out of that Chargers offense for you. Yeah, for me, Gordon is going to be a fade this week. You know, Hugh Jackson came out and said that he's got big plans for him, that they're going to use him as much as possible. But he hasn't played a game since 2014. Um, for me, I think it's going to open things up for Corey Coleman, uh, if anything. Uh, be interesting to see who Casey Hayward ends up shadowing if he does shadow. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be interested to see what Gordon does, but I'm not going to be playing him this week. I think his ownership's going to be inflated, and he could easily put up, you know, two fantasy points or something like that. Um, do there Deshaun Kaiser's at least somewhat interesting? He now has weapons to work with. Uh, 4,500 in a game where he's going to be throwing the ball. I don't think I'm going to go there, but a lot of people like to play those min price quarterbacks, and he's only 4,500 on DraftKings. Duke Johnson's probably my preferred play from uh, from the Browns if I don't go with Coleman. Uh, he continues to out-snap Isaiah Crowell three straight weeks in a row. And this is kind of a game that sets up well for him. They're going to be you know playing from behind, so I think uh, he's going to get quite a few targets in this one. For the Chargers, yeah, not really sure what to do with this running game. Uh, you know, after... After uh, Melvin Gordon handled all of the snaps uh, in the first half two weeks ago, ended up splitting some more time with Eckler last week against the against the Cowboys. Um, I still think he's fine, but not really a guy that I love, especially since the Browns are ranked number one in DVOA against the run. Uh, and then I'm worried a little bit about the passing game as well, just because their prices are up, and this is a game where they're 13-point favorites. So if they get up big, uh, we could just see a lot of the running game. So I'm not really sure what to do from the Chargers side. I think there are going to be some good plays here. Probably Hunter Henry uh, is going to be my favorite, but 4700 for him and uh, is kind of tough. As he's only had one big game all year. Yeah, Keenan Allen's been unstoppable the last couple games, but price went from 54 to 59 to 73. Now we're all the way up to 83 chop. So see a viable option here in this one. And then hit on Josh Gordon. What are you doing with it? I'm hearing talk out there. I'm with Derek. I'm going to avoid it. If he has a big game, so be it. I think he's going to be a popular option just because it's Josh Gordon. So any interest in him, Corey Coleman, and then Charger side of the thing, what are we doing there against this Cleveland defense? For Cleveland, there's no interest. I, I can't play any of them this week. 
And that mainly because they're facing the Chargers and Deshaun Kaiser is already a little bit shaky and suspect. And now he's got to face, you know, two guys coming on the pass rush, you know, like he's going to be, he's going to be on fire all game. He's going to be in trouble. So I can't trust any of them, but I'm going to be very, I'm going to watch it and be very curious as to how it shakes out because Josh Gordon, you know, last time he was on a football field outside of being thrown by Johnny Manziel, that was a, you know, that was nobody can catch passes from that, you know? So I'm not, I'm not holding that against him, but when he was, when he was in his prime there with a decent quarterback, this guy was unstoppable. So I'm going to be very curious to see how they treat those two guys on Sunday. And then I'll, and then I'll move forward after that, but I won't touch them this week for the chargers. Yeah. I'm not going to Keenan Allen. I, you know, I can't expect him to get into the end zone twice again this week. So I'm going to pass on him. I'm going to pass on uh, the passing game in general, maybe some Hunter Henry there, but I'm interested in Melvin Gordon. He's going to get it a little bit of an extended break here. having played on Thanksgiving. So a little, a couple extra days. I think they lightened his load on Thanksgiving because he only had a few days to rest. So I think he gets a full load. Cleveland, I think, is a little bit overrated against the run here. Joe Mixon just lit him up this past week for over 100 yards. The week before that, Leonard Fournette went over 100 yards on him. Like I think, I think they can. I think they're susceptible. I think they're a little bit overrated against the run. Melvin Gordon has these games where things just fall perfectly for him, and he falls in the end zone twice. I think the Keenan Allen touchdowns go to Melvin Gordon this week. You know the. Keenan Allen gets tackled inside the five and Melvin Gordon falls into the end zone a couple of times and wins you a GPP. So that's the route I'm taking this week. All right, let's move on. Probably the game of the week here, Chop. Carolina, New Orleans tied for first in the NFC South, both eight and three. So a big game. I mean, it's going to be tough to squeeze in the playoffs uh, in the NFC. So this is a big one. You got Atlanta nipping on their heels as well at seven and four. So going to New Orleans, Carolina, Cam Newton, any interest there? And then the Saints, can they bounce back? Went out to L.A., you know, they they, they got it handed to them, really. The score I don't think was as close uh, as that game played out. I watched a lot of that one. Rams look good. Saints, not so much. So they're coming back home. What do you got here? Panthers, Saints should be an excellent game to watch, an excellent daily fantasy game. Who are your top highlights here? So for the Carolina, I would say that uh, the usual suspects are in play. Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. This seems like a game that they're going to have to use him a lot in the passing. Devin Funchess looks really good. I would take that play if, if we get word that New Orleans is still beat up in the secondary. If Lattimore is back, then I probably don't even want that one. Uh, I doubt Greg Olson even plays in this game after uh, leaving the game early last week. So, uh it's maybe just a like a Christian McCaffrey game here, depending on the injuries that go around. For New Orleans, man, I'm going back. I'm going back to Mark Ingram. I poured I poured one out for him earlier, but there's no way. I, I can't abandon it. They've looked too good. People will be on Camara this week, and he's been very steady and very good. But man, I just remember he he broke that big 74 yarder. I think it was the second quarter of that game here against the Rams. But I think they went into the fourth quarter, and I'm not sure if it was exactly the fourth quarter, but at some point late in that game, he only had six touches. One of them was a 74-yard touchdown, so that inflated his stat line. And then he was the guy who was in the game those last couple of drives when they were in hurry-up mode. But he had six touches in that game. Like, his touches aren't as spectacular as we want for an $8,400 running back. So if other guys want to take that, go for it. I'm going to go back to Mark Ingram because I think New Orleans can come back home and start pounding Carolina uh, via the run game. And, uh, you know, Carolina's, they've been good against the run, but 
Adrian Peterson, 79 yards last week. That's all right. You know, Duke Johnson lit him up through the air. I, I think they can be had in New Orleans. So I'm going to I'm gonna go back to Mark Ingram. Now let's not forget, Ingram had a touchdown. It was called back by a penalty. Sure so he has that touchdown. We're, we're not, you know, as less interested as seeming people are. Alvin Kamara, all the talk this week. So, you know, I like that call chop. I think the ownership's going to be – we've seen they've been pretty close all season long. I think this is going to be the spot where you really see a differential in ownership. So, uh, Derek, agree, disagree. Kamara, Ingram hit on that. Uh, and then what does Carolina do to try to pull this game off, take the lead in the NFC South? All right. For the Panthers' side, we know the Saints' defense has been awesome this season. They've uh, definitely surpassed my expectations, but they have given up 57 points over the last two weeks. I think this is a great spot for Cam Newton. If you look at his rushing yards over the past six games, 71, 50, 44, 86, 95, and 28. So uh, in a game where I think they're going to have to rely on him, his legs, and his arm, I think he's a great play at 6,800. Probably one of my favorite plays of the week. Um, and I don't want to just play him to make it. I don't really want to pair him up with Funches, who is 6,800. Um, a little expensive for me, considering you can just pay a few hundred more for Mike Evans or uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Christian McCaffrey is interesting in tournaments. You basically, you know, just get a receiver that's going to get five to eight carries as well. So I don't mind him in tournaments. Probably not a cash game play for me. On the Saints, yeah, I don't really know what to expect with these running backs. Uh, you know, we tend to overreact week to week, so this does set up as a good uh, spot for Ingram to bounce back. But, I mean, if you look at Kamara's numbers, I mean, they've just been crazy. He's had at least 13 fantasy points every week since week three. And then his last four games, he's had 32, 28, 26, and 40 fantasy points. This is crazy, uh, the level of, of efficiency he's playing at. You know, he looks like he's going to go out of bounds, and then he just breaks five tackles and keeps going. So I'm kind of with you on Ingram. I like that he's going to be cheaper, and I like that he's going to be lower owned. But, uh, yeah, I'm certainly going to have some exposure to, to Kamara as well. Uh, tough to fade a guy that's playing that well. Uh, for the passing game, not really sure. I mean, Thomas is fine. I think eventually he's going to score a touchdown, but uh, I'm kind of tired of chasing it. How about a little Ted Ginn narrative here? Oh, it's his ooh. former team. Any interest there? What did he do against them the first game? 13.9 DraftKings points. So, got, got that touchdown. touchdown. Yep. Interesting. I think, I think the key is that he's back in New Orleans here. That makes Drew Brees better. It makes the whole offense better. So I, I think, yeah, I think yeah. Ted Ginn's in play. That's true. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas, yeah, I keep chasing that. I keep like, okay, man, the game script's yep. going to be there this week. And, and, and every week the game script's there. Like, not every week, but the last couple of weeks, the game script's been there, and he still hasn't, still hasn't got it done. Hmm. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Last week they threw it to him in like the three. He just needed to break one tackle and just got stuffed. I mean, he got the eight targets we like to see, but the touchdowns just haven't been there. This is his cheapest price he's been all season long at 6900 So, interesting there. We like to buy low. So, Thomas, uh, we'll see. I, I don't have too much interest, but it's a great price on him. Next game, Rams and Cardinals. Rams, like I mentioned, played well against New Orleans at home, got it done. Uh, Arizona got it done as well. Beat Jacksonville at home. So, you know, Rams, we, we talk about Jared Goff, Derek, and it's, you know, when he's playing bad defenses, he seemingly lit him up. Arizona, pretty good defense, right? Pretty well against the run and the pass. So where's your interest level in Goff? Todd Gurley, are, are you with us? Are you jinxing him this week? Where's your level there? So Chop and I know if we can play him or not. Uh, and in Arizona, any interest here against this pretty good Rams defense? 
Yeah, I think Goff's going to be a fade for me. Uh, not a ton of interest on the road against a good defense. Definitely like playing him in the, some of the easier matchups that he's had. I uh, wish I would have had more exposure to him last week. Um, Gurley, I don't mind Gurley, but for me, if I'm paying up a running back, I'm going to just go all the way up to Le'Veon Bell, who we're going to get to in a bit. Uh, you know, we know the Cardinals are pretty good against the run and defending running backs out of the backfield, but Gurley's looked really good this year. They just need to give him the ball more uh, when they get down inside the five yard line. Uh, kind of like the Steelers, they just end up passing way more than they should when they get down there, but it's working. So I guess they, uh, we shouldn't be complaining. It sounds like uh, Robert Woods is not going to play. They were kind of expecting him to miss a couple of games with that shoulder injury. So kind of open things up for Cooper Cup. I think Patrick Peterson's probably going to shadow Sammy Watkins, which is good for Cup and for Josh Reynolds. Reynolds ended up playing 62 to 77 snaps, had six targets. Definitely uh, interesting value play at 3,500 on DraftKings. For the Cardinals side, Blaine Gabbert's looked pretty good. Uh, you guys joked or laughed at my revenge game against the Jaguars. I was dead serious about that. <laughs> that's, that's the Jags homer. Yeah, he looked well. They're already saying he could be the starter next season. So interesting. And Cooper Cup's price I almost fell out of my damn chair, Chop. 6,400. I mean, he's been getting it done. Uh, I had a lot of Sammy Watkins last week, had some cup, but 64 for cup, 52 for Watkins. So I know Peterson's probably going to be on Watkins, but seems like a lot to pay for Cooper Cup in this matchup. <laughs> so Derek's, Derek's off of Gurley as well. You know, does the interest level yeah, go up? fire him up. Yes, the interest level goes up. Particularly <laughs> based on that information right there. Actually, I, I would like nothing better than to fade this Rams offense. You know, this is a seems like a prime letdown spot off that a big home win against New Orleans, and and now they they got to travel to Arizona. I just it's it seems like a letdown spot, but I do like Gurley quite a bit this week for a couple of reasons. Uh, because Sammy Watkins will probably get the Patrick Peterson treatment, so he's off the board. Cooper Cup, I don't think Cooper Cup can beat uh, Tyrone Mathau in the in the slot, so I'll pass on Cooper Cup. I think Josh Reynolds is interesting on the other side. So Josh Reynolds is in play. And uh, there was a little bit of hype around him last week. I expect the hype to go up this week. And I think this week it's even more deserved than last week. So, But I think because some of those other weapons are kind of locked up there for the Rams, they have no choice but to turn to Gurley here, in, especially in the passing game, which is really a benefit to our fantasy team. So I do like Gurley at this price tag. Uh, for Arizona, whew, man, I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody I can really trust on this offense uh, Peterson looks a little bit, looks a little bit old. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. he looks a little bit old. And, and this, this Rams defense, <laughs> old. You can say they, I mean, you I like the guy, man. Hands. I don't want to say it, but you know, he is what he is right now. The Rams defense looked really good against the running game last week. So I just don't know how much he's going to get, get involved. I think Fitzgerald is in that point of the season where no more bye weeks, you know, no more off weeks. So he's had a stretch of games. He starts to wear down a little bit and, so as much as you kind of want to play him based on matchup or what have you, I just don't – it's kind of the point in the season where I don't play Fitzgerald anymore, so I'll probably pass. And and uh, maybe you could hit him with an outside receiver, but you're taking like a one-in-four gamble at who it, who it's going to be. Plus, it's Blaine Gabbert throwing him the ball, so that's not a good proposition either. So not a ton of – not a ton of I like in this game outside of maybe Todd Gurley and Josh Reynolds. All right, let's move on. Our last afternoon game, then we'll hit the primetime slate. we got Giants and Raiders chop and – Raiders don't have any receivers left. You know, Cooper is hurt. Crabtree got a little boxing match. So we'll see what happens with his suspension. Suspended two games. Going through the appeals process right now. But these are two teams that really struggle against the pass. You also have Sterling Shepard 
questionable in this one. So where do we go? Let's say Crabtree Cooper's out. Is it Roberts? Is it Cordell Patterson? Is it Jared Cook? Is it none of the above? Who's your targets there, assuming those guys are out? And then the Giants. Any interest there traveling across the country to play this Raiders team? Man, is this not just the worst luck for fantasy people that there's that you could possibly <laughs> like we wait for like three years for one of these guys, Crabtree or Cooper, to get banged up and sit out <laughs> so the other guy can prosper in a good matchup. And then they both end up they're gonna both end up missing the game together and it's gonna leave uh Derek Carr with like no weapons at all. So I don't even know. I think Johnny Holton would probably be the guy that I look at. He he's probably looks better than anybody else. So Johnny Holton uh, as a receiver, Jared Cook as a tight end is, is fine. Uh, this is definitely a matchup I want to attack in the secondary. Uh, the Giants are going to give a – I mean, Giants are going to start to sieve points from re, for receivers from here on out. They're going to just give it up by the boatload. And I want to take advantage of it as soon as possible. just don't know if this week's going to be that week I can do it with the, with both of those guys out. So I don't know if I'm going to go there. For the Giants, I mean, if I, this may be the only time of remaining in this whole season you could play Darkwa because this is a good matchup. And Giants are actually going to hang, I think, in this game a little bit just based on – Oakland's offense not being all that good. If Shepard is back this week, he's another good play. This game has a lot of fantasy goodness here. Evan Ingram squarely in play. Price came down a little bit after the bad game, a couple of bad games. So I think there's offense to be found here for sure. Yeah, I agree. You know, we'll have to let things pan out and see what happens throughout the week. But uh, there's a lot of interest for me in this game, especially those passing attacks. Derek, your turn. Giants Raiders, what do you got? Yeah, so the Raiders' defense looked pretty good for about two and a half quarters, but that was with uh, Pax and Lynch uh, under center. So don't put any stock into that. They're still one of the worst defensive teams uh, in the NFL. So I like attacking them uh, with Sterling Shepard if he's back or with Evan Ingram. Either way, I kind of like Ingram uh, in this spot. For the running backs, not a ton of interest in Darkwell or Gallman. I think uh, Darkwell lost a fumble last week, and uh, Gallman got a few extra carries. But for me, kind of a situation to avoid. They're both cheap, but deep tournament flyers at best uh, on the Raiders side. Not really sure what to do with these receivers. Uh, if you look at the snap counts from last week, looks like Seth Roberts played the most and then uh, followed by Johnny Holton. So I'm fine. If you really need value and uh, you know, you're rounding out some of your tournament lineups, just want to take a shot on them. Certainly don't mind it. Great matchup against the giants. I love Jared cook. Although his price on DraftKings is a little expensive, probably more of a FanDuel play for me only uh, 5,500 over there on FanDuel. And then uh, I think this is finally the week we can uh, maybe play Marshawn Lynch. Is that I was crazy? just going to ask. Well, I mean, 4,800's got 26 carries last week, 20 or more fantasy points in two of the last three. It's the Giants, so. Yep, and, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be able to pass the ball that much if, uh, you know, if the suspension holds up for Crabtree. Ended up playing a season-high 75% of the snaps last week, so, you know, maybe this is finally the week that we can uh, play Marshawn. Yeah, he's been one I've avoided, so I miss these big games trying to decide if I want to jump back on now. Normally don't like doing that. But Chop, any interest in Marshawn Lynch in this one? Uh, I'm going to say at this point in the week, no. Okay, let's move on. Primetime slate. If you're on Fandle, you get this one on your main slate. Philadelphia traveling to Seattle. And Chop, we know this this Philly team on an absolute roll right now. Uh, going into Seattle, always a tough test traveling across the country. So, Philly, a lot to break down there. A lot of options at running game. You know, is it a Jai? Is it Clement? Is it Blunt? Is it none of the above? And in Seattle, we continue to go back to Mr. Superman himself, Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's the only complaint I have with Philly's offense is that they use like four running backs and you can't really 
pin your hopes on anyone. If they used like one running back primarily, boy, he would be a gold mine in fantasy because they can run the ball on anybody. Uh, so I'd probably want to pass on their running game just because it's split up so much. But uh, I think their passing game is going to have a lot of success here. Zach Ertz going to lead the way again. Not a big surprise. He's priced like it, and uh, he, it's, it's, it's a reasonable price for him because he's the best wide receiver or the best receiver on the team. So Zach Ertz followed by Alshon Jeffrey, you know, I think they're both in play. And if you want to get cute on the two-game slate, you know, Aguilar still gets a little work and, and he's a cheap price. So Aguilar would be my next guy up and Russell Wilson, man, you're right. He just does it all. He just, uh, keeps on doing it. So I don't know if it ever catches up to him. Uh, you know, he's the only bit of offense they have, and this is a fairly decent defense here. Philly can bring some pressure. They can shut down the running game. Not that Seattle has a running game anyway, but like, uh, it's going to catch up to him eventually. I don't know if it's going to be this game, but Russell Wilson's doing it all. So, He'd probably be my my primetime target on this two-game slate. Uh, I, if you're going to go with a running back, I think you go with McKissick just because they won't be able to straight up hand the ball off and run the ball anyway, so they're going to look for him out of the backfield. And uh, I'm a little bit disappointed in what, in what Doug Baldwin's put up the last couple of weeks. I know he's probably due for a big game, but they seem every bit content at targeting Paul Richardson or Tyler, Lock- or Tyler Lockett, whoever has the big game or whoever has the best matchup. And they definitely, definitely are making it a point to look for Jimmy Graham all over the field, especially in the red zone. So uh, Baldwin's losing out on a little bit here. I want to go back to him again. I'm going to go back another, you know, this week. But I wouldn't be surprised if he has another mediocre game because Russell Wilson has a lot of weapons and he's spreading it out now. A little breaking news here, boys. We, we generally don't get breaking news on, on a Tuesday when we record, but the Giants are benching Eli Manning in favor of Geno Smith. Wow. Man. Any, any interest in old <laughs> Geno here? 4,500 on DraftKings against the Raiders team. We know you can pass on. I mean, we didn't really talk about Eli Manning. He was only 5,000, so I, I don't think I have any interest. What do you guys think, Geno Smith? And does it hurt your interest in, say, a Shepherd or an Ingram if you don't like Geno Smith? Oh, yeah, I don't think I like Geno. I think uh, Ingram's still fine. Maybe a little bit less on Shepherd. All right, chop again with the bad luck here for us fantasy owners. Why couldn't this be a halfway decent defense <laughs> and we could stream against Geno Smith this week? We man, this game is just leaving us with with some terrible, terrible luck here. But I don't. I'll. I'll I'll see how I feel about him later on in the week. Right now, he doesn't look all that appealing at five grand. He, you know, we've seen Paxton Lynch last week at like four point four or something like that, yeah. below below the the Mendoza line there. So uh, at five k, he's not a huge discount. But man, I would love to stream a defense against this guy. But I don't think Oakland's the defense I want to use. Yeah, they're a defense I've looked at many a times this year. They've had some good matchups and just couldn't pull the trigger. This. This is interesting. And Gino just 4,500 on DraftKings. So uh, we'll see. Just wanted to break that news for you guys. Let's uh, let's get Derek's take on Sunday Night Football, Philly, and Seattle. So I know the Eagles have been playing great, but uh, I'm a little surprised that they're five-and-a-half-point favorites in Seattle. Uh, getting a lot of respect there. Um, so, yeah, if you're playing this game, you're probably only playing the primetime slate, which just includes the two, unless you're playing on FanDuel. Um as far as the full slate on Fanduel, I don't really like anyone in this game. But for the two-game slate, I think uh, I like the Zach Ertz call. 
going to be avoiding the Eagles backfield. Just too many bodies uh, splitting work there. Don't mind Alshon Jeffrey. You know, he's really picked it up over the last few weeks. Uh, probably won't be using Wentz. Prefer Russell Wilson straight up over him. But I'm not really sure who to pair with Wilson. You know, he kind of has a new guy each week that he looks to. Jimmy Graham just continues to get a ton of work inside the inside the 10-yard line. I think he has 13 targets there uh, on the season. So I don't mind going back to Jimmy Graham. It could be a decent spot to play two tight ends uh, in this uh, in this primetime slate. And yeah, that'll just about do it. It'll be interesting to see if Mike Davis is back. I know that they kind of want one guy to sort of take the reins uh, in this backfield. So just keep an eye on that throughout the week. All right, let's go to Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Derek, let's close this one up. This is only available if you're playing the entire week. Uh, Pittsburgh got it done at home against Green Bay. Cincinnati, home game here. Big game against division rival Steelers. We know these teams, especially Andy Dalton, plays a divisional foe. Things don't go as well. So where's your interest level here? Cincinnati, five and six, must win for them here against Pittsburgh. Yeah, so bad news for any Todd Gurley fans this week. Uh, I didn't realize Le'Veon Bell was not on the main slate, so that means... uh... (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, But yeah, we. I mean, fade Ben Roethlisberger on the road, especially in a you know pretty difficult matchup against the Bengals. I always like taking Le'Veon on the road. He's on the pace on pace for the third most touches of any non-quarterback in NFL history. I think uh, you just lock and load him. Antonio Brown. He's just been awesome last couple weeks. Think he's fine, especially if Juju Smith-Schuster's out. And if that's the case, Martavis Bryant, uh, interesting in tournaments. On the other side, uh, Joe Mixon finally looked good. Uh, we saw Jamal Williams play well against the Steelers last week. So $5,100 for a workhorse back. Certainly don't mind that. Um, AJ Green, don't like him at home, but uh, I think he's fine in this matchup just because there are only two games. Uh, probably not going to be looking at Tyler Croft. Steelers are ranked number one in DVA against the pass. And not a ton of interest in Andy Dalton. All right, Chop, Monday Night Football, Steelers, Bengals, wrap us up. I think you could use Joe Mixon. I think you could use A.J. Green. Those are the two guys I would turn to for Cincinnati. You know, Monday Night Football, this is going to – I think they're going to be their last big hurrah of the year, you know, showcase game. So, they let it all hang out, you know, in this game against Pittsburgh. And I think that those two guys have performed pretty well. Same thing goes for Pittsburgh, Monday Night Football. Everybody gets up for that. So I think you could turn back. Roethlisberger's numbers, even in Cincinnati here the past couple of years, aren't that bad. He just needs to throw for more touchdowns, but the yardage is there. So I don't mind, you know, Roethlisberger. Le'Veon Bell's put up – he'll, he'll put up another 100 yards. It's just a matter of will he get in the end zone or not. Uh, I think you could look at Brown. Both Bryant and Brown are much better off if Schuster doesn't play. If Schuster does play, he moves right to the top of the list for me in the in the two game slate. He's he'll he'll bump Mark Tavis Bryant right off the list. So I have to wait to see how that injury plays out. But I, I like all facets of this game. It's Monday Night Football. I think there's going to be a lot of offense here. All right, that'll wrap up sixteen games, boys. That, that was a lot to break down here with no bye week. So. Uh, we got through it. Let's get to our Faith Hill place. We're here week 13. If you're new to the pod, this is a player that we have faith in. If they burned us last week, two weeks ago, whatever it may be, uh, a guy that's maybe struggled, that we're keeping the faith in. Chop, who's your Faith Hill play for week 13? I'm going Jordan Howard. I think he has a big game. I think he has a big game on Sunday. So I'm going to go. I'm going to lean on Jordan Howard, even though. Yeah, every time I've rostered him this year, he's he's, he's let me down. So, uh, But I'm going to lean on him one more time here. 
yeah, he's one's been all over the board. He's had some good games and then disappoints in spots. You think he's going to do well. So I like that call. Derek, your faith he'll play for week 13. I'm going to go with Mike Evans. He hasn't scored more than 14 fantasy points in four straight weeks, but it gets a great matchup against the Packers. Could have Jameis Winston back, and it doesn't sound like Doug Martin's going to play. So the, I think he's just going to get peppered with targets against a beautiful secondary. All right, and I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette to finally get it going here. It's been a while since we saw a big game. Actually, had a decent game against Cleveland, but uh, hasn't had a 20-point outing in any of the last three. I think he runs wild here. I know the Colts better against the run than they are the pass, but I'm keeping the faith. Leonard Fournette comes out and has a big game here in Week 13. All right, Chop, bold call. Then we'll get out of here. What's your bold call for Week 13? Hey, my bold calls have been have been on on point here, yeah, man. I'm not. I'm not. Man, that's why I'm not one to toot them, but I'm going. I'm going bold call here. Demarius Thomas over 24 DraftKings points this Whoa. week. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. A cheap price tag. So Demarius Thomas, big game for Chop. Derek, what's your bold call for Week 13? All right, mine is a three part. I'm going to go. Brandon Cooks held under 10 fantasy points. And then Rob Gronkowski and Deion Lewis both crack 100 yards and score a touchdown. All right, like that. It was all over Gronk, so I like the sounds of that one. I'm going to go real bold here. I think Ted Ginn not only scores once, but I think he scores twice in this matchup against Carolina. A little revenge narrative. 5,100, I think Ted Ginn comes out and has a big game for the Saints at home. All right, that wraps us up for our Faith Hill plays, our bold calls. Final thoughts, guys, and then we'll get out of here again. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. As always, Derek. Let's start with you. Any final thoughts here before we get out of here? Can't believe the season is drawing to a close. I've had a blast doing the podcast with you guys. And, uh, yeah, so just enjoy the last few weeks of football because we won't have it for a long time. There you go. Chop, final thoughts here for week 13. I guess my final thoughts would be sometimes when you listen or you, you have these thoughts early in the week, go ahead and write them down and build some early teams because sometimes your early thoughts are a lot better than your well-researched up to the minute late breaking thoughts that you're going to have on Sunday morning. Sometimes it's better this way. So make sure you put in a couple teams here when you, when you first hear this podcast early in the week, because maybe that's the one that strikes gold. Yeah. Your first inclination is generally the right one. I, I found that. So don't be afraid to make adjustments if need be, but uh, always good to take an early look at the slate and adjust things throughout the week. So thank you as always to everybody for tuning in. We appreciate all the feedback. If you guys got any questions, the comment section is right below the podcast. You can reach out, find us all on Twitter. For Derek, for Chop, I am Beer. See you next week, guys. Good luck in week 13.